Hello everyone, welcome to a special episode of the Leading Together podcast. I'm Ryan, I'm part of our staff in Victory and Every Nation Philippines. And with me today is Elle from Every Nation Campus. Hi everyone, we're glad that you can listen as we launch the Leading Together podcast. And today we're going to find out what this podcast is all about, why we're doing it, why it's so exciting, and what we can look forward to. And we have with us today the one who's actually leading this podcast, the president of Victory and Every Nation Philippines, Pastor Gilbert Foliente. Hey Ryan, hey Elle, uh, hey Nara Tomalion <laughs> this morning. Uh, hey everybody who was listening to this podcast, I hope uh, you'll get blessed. My coffee's ready, my thoughts are ready, uh, let's get this on. We're, we're so excited for today, Pastor Gilbert, and I'm actually nervous. I, th- I think I'll be asking a lot of... Um, Possibly stupid questions. Ryan, that's why you're here. We want to listen and hear uh, stupidity like that. Okay. <laughs> okay, that comforts me. For those of you who don't know, Pastor Gilbert is the president of Victory and Every Nation Philippines. He also leads our Bishops' Council. Under his leadership are our different ministries. He leads all our Victory Metro Manila churches and the provinces, our missions department, the Real Life Foundation, and of course our campus ministry, Every Nation Campus. That's a lot, Pastor Gilbert. Uh, How did you end up leading all of these? That's an interesting question that I ask God every day until this day. (laughs) During the early uh, days of ministry, there was a time Pastor Steve was talking to the pastors in Metro Manila, and he said, uh, when we think about leadership development, what are some of the key words? And most of us said, uh, to location. (laughs) If if you're not Filipino... (laughs) Let me uh, break it down for you. Tulak means push. We always just feels like somebody pushed us into uh, a leadership function. And that's what I felt. But uh, the interesting thing is the story of how I actually got here. Uh, uh, It was uh, one of our uh, times where we were getting a consult from a world-class consultant. Our apostolic team then... Uh, would meet, uh, it was probably at the, the third year of the consult. And we were meeting at 1 o'clock and with the apostolic team. Then I received a message from Pastor Ado Bernardo saying, Pastor Steve wants to meet with you like 30 minutes before the meeting. And I thought, we have a meeting at 1. Why would he want to meet me 30 minutes before? So I was quite nervous. I went to his office. I saw his executive assistant, uh, Ms. Gigi Landicho, I asked her, and she didn't know about the meeting. So I got more nervous. And then she said, oh, Pastor Steve just texted me. She said, you go down uh, the ground floor. He's going to meet you there at the lobby of the Every Nation building. So I went there, and as I was coming down, he said, Gilbert, walk with me. And we all know the dreaded walk with me, <laughs> Pastor Steve. Uh, and I said, Pastor Steve, I repent. Please forgive me. Whatever it is, I admit it was me. <laughs> And then he said, no, no, no. And then he saw Pastor June Iskosari, and he said, uh, June, are you doing anything? You're not. And he said, none. Okay, walk with us. And I thought, this is the sandwich principle. I know this. One would correct, one would encourage. <laughs> but fortunately, there was no correction. We just walked, uh, small talk, uh, connection, conversation. And then while he was ordering coffee, I was talking about leadership transitions. And in my mind, okay, great. Um, and then that's when he said, we think it's time uh, to get somebody who would replace me and lead this whole thing. And then he said, and I'm thinking it would be you. 
That's how I ended up here during a walk with me time with Pastor Steve while he was ordering coffee. And then at the meeting, nobody knew about it. He told the apostolic team, leadership transition, I think it would be Gilbert. And then he said, what do you guys think? And everybody laughed. As in they were laughing and I was laughing. And until they looked at Pastor Steve's face and they thought it was serious. And then Bishop Ferdy said, oh, you're serious, Steve. <laughs> everybody thought it was a joke. I thought it was a joke, but then, and that's when Pastor Steve said, no, this is serious, what do you guys think? And that could have been an awkward moment, right? Because I was there, and he's thinking, he's asking them what they think about me as a leader. And then, so that's what happened. They went around, some people say, I think he could do a good job. Uh, some people said, uh, I think this would be too hard for him. Somebody else could do a better job. Uh, somebody said, oh, we're, we're confident he could do this. And I was telling them, I was telling them, if you're my friends, please give your honest opinion because I don't, want, I don't want to be embarrassed taking on a function, a position that I'm not up for. So please tell me. And I am glad they were honest enough. But at the end of that, Pastor Steve said, we're going to move with our meeting. I want you all to pray about it and then we'll get back to this tomorrow. So the next day, uh, they prayed about it, and unanimously, almost a man to a woman, everybody said, we prayed about it, and we think, we've heard from God, we think Gilbert should be leading this. So it was a very interesting process, and, and that's where I saw our corporate culture that we often talk about uh, become really real. Uh, it was relational in the sense that I trusted them, and I would not be offended, and they trusted me that I won't get offended, and they... They could tell me to my face what they think about me. There. So, Naira has a great input on this. Naira is an agreeing. Yeah, Naira, we're going to hear your input about our corporate culture. She's all in, obviously. <laughs> uh, and then there's the missional aspect where everybody thinks, and that's what I love about our, our leaders. Uh, it's not about a position, it's not about putting yourself forward. It's about the mission. As long as we can accomplish the mission, it doesn't matter who's leading this thing. And in the professional aspect, we've got consultants. <laughs> we've got consultants who are looking at strengths and all that. But the, to top it all, it's a spiritual aspect where everybody prayed and, and not just one's opinion, or it's not even majority opinion. It's what is God saying to us. Right. And so I love that aspect. So that's how I got here. <laughs> I think that's what really struck me the most also the last one. Of course, you have, all, you have the competency, the credentials, but, but it wasn't really about that. It was really everyone praying through it and everyone agreeing and the Holy Spirit really leading that whole process. Yeah, that's what I love about our leaders. I mean, every one of those in that room are strong leaders, Bishop Ferdi, <laughs> Pastor Judas, Bishop Manny, Bishop Jure, Pastor Joey. I mean, they could have led this movement and yet... It was not about them putting themselves forward. It's really about, about hearing God. So, uh, and then, interestingly, the way they uh, welcomed me, they announced it to, uh, to some of the uh, key leaders, senior pastors and all. And the way they welcomed me was that they uh, really honored me. <laughs> they put me on their shoulder uh, like a victory <laughs> Like a victory ride, they put a robe on me, a red robe and a Burger King crown. 
<laughs> and everybody cheering and laughing. Uh, that's how we, we do it here. We honor by mocking. <laughs> it, it sounds like us. <laughs> and I remember po a story that my dad shared. Oh, no. <laughs> if this is good, we put it in a podcast, Ryan. If not, we're going to cut it's it. It's super but. insider. Insider <laughs> of the insider. He shared this man while he was preaching. All right. And uh, he was saying how when, he, when you got saved, he was the one who was preaching and actually did the altar call. And then you went home to your roommate and started uh, copying how he did the, the prayer or even, prayer I think, speaking, speaking in, in tongues. tongues. Yeah. <laughs> And so he was saying, I was there, I was preaching, and he got saved, and now he's my boss. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a funny thing. Right before I got into this uh, function position, uh, Bishop Ferdy was my, was my immediate boss. So they already announced I'm going to do it, but the transition would be not for another four months. So there was a meeting. He was talking to a, about four of us, Metro Manila senior pastors who were leading with him. And then he said, oh, who's going to do this? You do this. Uh, Paolo, you do this. You do this. And then I said, I'll do the, okay, Gilbert, do that. And then I was about to go, and then he realized. It was already announced I was going to be meeting. And he said, wait, wait, wait. Gilbert, that's the last time I'm going to tell you what to do. <laughs> because you're going to be my boss. <laughs> it is funny. Uh, we, we just laugh about it. I mean, again, I, I love our ethos and atmosphere uh, and culture here. No, I think it, it shows a good picture of how different generations can come actually lead together and even support each other throughout. Even if you have different roles, someone who's leading you is someone younger than you. You know, it's a beautiful picture of leading together. Exactly. And that's what this podcast really is all about. When we talk about leading together, uh, for uh, those of you who are listening to this, this podcast is like a behind-the-scenes peek into the heart and the mind of the leaders of victory in every nation Philippines and the culture that we have built together for many years. I remember years ago when Apple was, was the most expensive company in the, in the world, there was a book that came out inside Steve's brain, Steve's job, uh, Steve Jobs, <laughs> Steve's job, <laughs> Steve Jobs. Uh, and, and people got into it, read it, so that they would know how he thinks, why he thinks that way. And so when I got into this position, I've got, an, uh, I've got a notepad with the heading inside Steve's brain, not Steve Jobs, but Steve Merle, because I wanted to learn how he thinks, why he thinks that way. And this is kind of like that inside the victory in every nation in the Philippines, leaders brain so hopefully we, we we get to learn together and uh, get to enjoy the ride of this podcast i've actually listened to a lot of the podcasts that we're about to come up with and even as for me as a staff member it's all very helpful because now after listening to some of these podcasts the work doesn't just appear as a to-do list or something that I have to do. It, it just speaks to me and it, it encourages me. I, and I think that's going to be helpful for a lot of our other staff also. And at the same time, not just for the staff, even for Victory Group leaders, for Victory members, as they listen to these podcasts, it just helps them uh, ignite the passion right. and really know where things are coming from. And I think it's a good place to start conversations. Like when you hear these kinds of podcasts, like the the inside the brain the inside the brains of our leaders the minds of our leaders 
um, it's a good place to start asking questions and even having conversations with each other, with our leaders. I think it's a, and that's something that our young people actually love doing. They love asking questions. They love having conversations. They love asking why, why we do things. And the more you hear this podcast, you're going to hear that word conversation a lot. Because I've used that a lot and we've been using that inside a lot. That's why this is very valuable. I mean, people from the outside, like many young student leaders that we have, love that. But they probably are not aware we're using a lot of that and we're encouraging a lot of that. Because we believe that ultimately we're all followers. No one is a born leader. Our identity is not leader. I believe our identity is follower. We are followers of Christ. He is our leader. And if we want to lead properly, we have to be led by Him. And as we lead together, it's really just about conversations and trying to discern the voice of God leading us in whatever He wants us to do. So when we say leading together, um, what does it mean? Why did we make that the title of this podcast? It's a great question. In my mind, if I think about leadership, I see two extremes of leadership. Uh, the one extreme of leadership is, uh, I think this is more, more the old style of leadership, uh, is there's a dictator, a strong leader. It's a top-down leadership. He says something, everybody follows, everybody gets in line, no questions, like submit authority. <laughs> that, that kind of leadership. But then there's, and that's where a lot of abuses you know, there's a lot of young people today who react to that kind of leadership because there's a lot of abuses that happen with that. Uh, one man uh, getting all the authority. So because of that, there was a reaction to have plurality of leadership. Like everybody's a leader and there's no real leader. <laughs> so it's majority wins. It's all... And it's a never-ending thing. So we can go from one extreme to the other and not really get the heart of what it is. We're leading together because we say that we know that there is a leader in this ministry. There is a leader in this movement or organization. The Holy Spirit is ultimately the leader. And if you look at the book of Acts in chapter 15, in one of the most important decisions that would affect not just Christianity and churches in that time, but forever. Uh, it was very controversial. It was very hot. I could, I, I could only imagine if there, w if there was Twitter then, hell, they would have canceled each other. <laughs> because they, there were some very strong opinions about, about theological matters then. So the leaders came together. And that phrase, it seems good to us, it seems good to us, came up repeatedly. And that's conversation, like what you're saying, L. They were leading together, the apostles during the time, and they were, they were conversing, not just with the apostolic leaders, they were conversing with a church planter, uh, a new leader, a new pastor. Conversations were going on. But then, even at the end, James came up and said, he made a conclusion. It was not a never-ending process, as the Canadians would say. It was not a, a never-ending, let's process this, let's talk about this. There was a summary, a conclusion, a, a leadership decision. James said, it seems good to us. And the more it seems good to us, the more I'm convinced this is good 
seems good to the Holy Spirit. And so he discerned the voice of the Holy Spirit by listening through the conversations. And then he made a decision. This is what the Holy Spirit is leading us to do. So I guess that's what the picture for me of leading together is. It's me not really leading this because I am the smartest, I am the brightest. I'm, there are so many smarter, brighter, better leaders. But it's me as I listen to every leader leading this with me, discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit and saying, this is what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. Pastor Gilbert, before you actually explained it like that, the words leading together sounded for me like a bad idea. It, it just feels like too many cooks spoil the broth. <laughs> it, it just feels like someone has to lead. It just needs to be one person. But now that you're saying it's the Holy Spirit leading, and we do believe that the Holy Spirit speaks to everyone, it just makes sense. And I like that idea as well because um, it's not man-centered. It's not um, based on, oh, I think it's just this, and everyone just follow me. But the idea that the Holy Spirit in you is the same Holy Spirit as well in our leaders, in our young people, with our staff. And so we can come to agreement because we have the same Holy Spirit in us, and we're all hearing from the same person. Yeah, and that's what a picture of leading together is for me. It's team leadership. And that's the ethos. I mean, ever since Pastor Steve founded this movement, uh, he was leading together with a very young believer. <laughs> he wasn't a bishop then yet. A young Ferdi Kabiling, a young Jun Escusar, and he was leading with them. It's team leadership, as the book of Ecclesiastes would say, two are better than one. That's what we always believe in. As the warriors would say, there's strengths in number. <laughs> As we've always said in our corporate culture, hashtag better together. This is a, a deep belief in us. And, and that's why I love this, even our podcast. I mean, think about this. We have a young female leader in L, a campus missionary, a great preacher, a worship leader, grew up in church, grew up with a church culture. And we have Ryan. He's uh, not so young, not so young male leader leading our admin staff, and he's got knowledge not just about church, but he has knowledge about organizations and corporations outside the church. And of course, you have this experienced, not old, experienced and handsome pastor. Do we edit that? I don't think we're allowed to say anything about that. We're allowed to edit it out also. So, so I love that. I mean... El, I, I value what you would have to say about leading together because uh, you're, you're leading uh, students and you're leading campus missionaries. Just a random thought or a random question, Pastor Gilbert. What if there's one person in the group that doesn't agree? That has never happened to us here in Victory. Wow. <laughs> never. <laughs> I disagree. How many times... <laughs> If, if you are an insider of Victory, if you know Victory, you know that's not true. <laughs> but um, that's, that's, I, I think that's the beauty and the challenge of team leadership. It is a challenge, yes, but it is beautiful. Uh, another picture in my mind of team leadership is unity with diversity. Um, I, like, like El, what you've said, the Holy Spirit 
that is in me, who's speaking to me and leading me is the same Holy Spirit that is in you, Ellen, in you, Ryan, and in one of our campus missionaries or, or staff or, or, or leader in Victory or ENC. So we can hear God in different ways or we can see God in His different facets. But we're limited, you see? That's why we should value diversity. Uh, sometimes, you know, I think some young people would say this. Oh, sometimes unity, if, if there's a dictator leader, sometimes unity is abused and used for conformity. That's not what we want. We don't want to use unity for conformity. We want to use unity to encourage diversity, diverse opinions, diverse giftings, diverse... Uh, so that's why conversations are so important. If somebody disagrees, we just don't want to strong arm them and say, well, I'm the leader, and it's now the majority. You're the only one disagreeing, so you must be wrong, and gaslight them and say, it's, you're the only one thinking that. We want to hear you, and let's reason together. And that's how God led in Isaiah 55. No matter how stubborn the people of Israel was, I mean, think about this. The perfect, all-wise, all-powerful, all-knowing God talking to a nation of Israel, a stubborn people, but he said, come, reason with us. Because that's how God is. So, there. That's amazing. I think that even takes an extra effort of even serving one another because the easier thing, I think, in leading teams, the easier thing to do is just everyone agrees, let's just do this. But then we go the extra mile of having a conversation about it and not just, no, let's not talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's really, a, it's serving one another even. Yeah. And even addressing, like what you said, uh, the elephant in the room and even opening it up for questions and even open, opening it up for, what, do you have something to say? What are your thoughts about it? Draw, drawing it out of people. That is definitely uh, the harder thing to do rather than let's all pretend to agree and let's move forward. But I like that there's an open space for us to bring up what we think, um, what we see, and it's being drawn out even from us. And I hope at all levels of leadership in victory in every nation, Philippines, people would feel that safe space. We're trying our best. I know maybe some of you were listening and saying, oh, I don't have a safe space. Uh, we're trying our best to make this a culture and uh, an ethos for every leadership space in victory in every nation, Philippines. And, and again, that's the heart. That's the heart of every leader in victory in every nation, Philippines, to create that safe space. You can disagree respectfully. You can tactfully push back. And, and, and that's a challenge for our culture. Because in our culture, we're naturally more careful about what we say and how we say things compared to our Western counterparts, they would easily push back, they would easily disagree. I mean, that's not an issue for them, but for us, it's, it's harder. Like for me, sometimes, instead of pushing back in front of everyone, I'd rather talk to someone else instead of talking to the leaders. Or sometimes, I'm thinking to myself, I might be the only one thinking that way, so I must be wrong. But we want to hear you because if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, even if you're the only one, He might be the one, you might be the one that God is using to change everybody else. 
And that's why if you're employed here in Victory in Every Nation, we have this what we call open door policy where you can talk to your leader, going up, talk to uh, a leader about anything, anything at all, any concern, any ideas, because we want to hear them out. We want those conversations going. That's what leading together is for me. And that's very interesting, Pastor Gilbert, because I think I do try to practice that also with the people that I work with, but now I do realize that I myself, culturally, when I'm with you in a meeting or when I'm with other pastors in a meeting, I feel like, um, okay, I'm, I'm just going to shut up a bit, wait for everyone, and just, uh, when I'm asked, that's the only time I, I, I'll speak, so, but then now I understand, I do also have that kind of cultural thing, but thank you, because that's very encouraging. Yeah, I think it's very freeing to hear that from you, Pastor Gilbert, because I feel like there is a sentiment as well that, especially if I may represent younger staff or maybe even younger leaders, um, coming into an organization or a church like this that has very strong leaders. Um, what? <laughs> I will not mention like my dad. <laughs> very strong um, pastors uh, and who have very strong opinions as well. So the tendency is, you know, as a young person to, who sees things, I guess, maybe differently. Um, the tendency is uh, maybe I'll just not say it or maybe I'll say it, but only with those who may understand me then, just the young people as well. So I'm just wondering, what are your thoughts about that sentiment and even that idea that it's in an organization, there are older people and there are also younger people who see things differently. Yeah, and when, when we think about leading together, one of the things that I can think about is multi-generational leadership. We, we probably heard of this uh, because we've said it, but sometimes we just still can't picture how it uh, looks like or how we're going to lead together. And this is very in interesting and very challenging because generation gap is real. And we want to hear everybody. Uh, that's why it's good for you to hear this from me. We want to hear you, Ryan. We want to hear you, L. We want to hear Nara. Uh, she seems like she's got strong opinions on this. Uh, we want to hear everybody. Um, and it's been a challenge, not just in church. It's a challenge outside church. It's a challenge in denominations. It's a challenge in our movement. That challenge would always be real. And that challenge would always be there. So. If there are challenges, I hope we don't get discouraged and just quit. I hope we work through it. And that's what I've learned being part of this movement. That's what I've learned from, from your dad. And I mean, there are challenges because there are differences. We've got very strongly opinionated leaders, but they've learned to work through it through the years. Um, and the goodness is even in the Bible, we would see Saul and David, different generations. They've done it led together, Paul and Timothy in the New Testament, they've done it. So it can be done. There will be challenges, but we just have to be committed to say, we'll try to work out those challenges. And again, for I've said this before in one of my preachings in multi-generation leadership. If you're part of the older generation leaders, you need to trust the younger leaders, and you need to listen to them. 
if you're part of the younger generation of leaders, you have to trust the older leaders and honor them. If you see the common thing for multi-generational leadership to work is trust. We have to start in a posture of trust, in thinking, uh, Dr. Nixon Nang would always say this, I have to think of the best of that person. Then from there we can listen, then from there we can honor. But it's a challenge, and hopefully that's why we have this podcast. Hopefully this podcast would be able to help us lead together in spite of the challenges of diversity and the generation gap. Thank you, Pastor Gilbert. It's, you've actually posed a challenge for the next generation, like myself, to really, that we do have an open door there is a space for conversations, and we can bring up our opinions with respect, um, honoring, and with honoring one another. And that as we have those conversations, and as we reach even the decisions that we need to make, that we should trust one another. And as a young person, to, to know that I've been heard, and also to be able to trust my leader, that they've also heard from God, and to trust the decisions also that have been made. Thank you, Elle. Uh, that's, that's a huge posture for older leaders to see in the younger leaders. I'm sure there will be decisions that the older leaders would do that the younger leaders would not agree with. <laughs> but trust is important. Honor and respect is important. I'm sure there are pushbacks from younger leaders that the older leaders won't agree with. And that's part of multi-generational leadership. So if you're Listening to this and you're part of older generation leaders, again, trust that the younger leaders can hear from God. Listen to them because they might be the ones that God is using to speak to us, to change our minds, to change our ways in certain decisions that we are making. If we are able to do that, man, this is going to be a beautiful, beautiful uh, organization, movement, church that hopefully everybody would want to be a part of. Even this podcast, Ryan, L, if you have disagreements with me, you have pushbacks, please feel free to do that, okay? Uh, just don't cancel me out on your Twitter, L, Ryan. Just don't cancel me out. I, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> but I think we have a lot more episodes uh, from this podcast that can actually cause that cancellation. It's so interesting. Uh, I'm so excited for everyone to listen to these podcasts. There are a lot of topics here like uh, why do we value going back on site? Or why do we value the next generation? Actually, exactly what you just said a while ago, Pastor Gilbert. There's a whole preaching on that one. I'm so excited for everyone to hear that. And one of our possible favorites are electoral guidelines. So uh, that's very... Uh, call this very uh, juicy, juicy. <laughs> so that, that's going to be very interesting it's going to be coming out in a couple of weeks we already have i think about two episodes out now so you can start listening to them and every week after that we're going to be releasing new episodes so thank you so much pastor gilbert i ended up not just learning but actually feeling empowered and i'm sure our leaders and those who are listening to us today feel a bit more empowered and excited to start conversations with their leaders as well and I hope it does spark conversations 
with one another and among different generations, actually. I'm very excited for those kinds of conversations. Great. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Elle. And uh, if you're listening to this, uh, talk to us. <laughs> Converse with us. Uh, tell us anything about the podcast that helps you, doesn't help you uh, push back, disagree with. <laughs> uh, we want to hear from you. Okay, so that wraps up our first episode. Uh, and I think this is episode zero. This is not yet episode one. There's going to be a lot of episodes in the future. Uh, we hope to have more of these conversations with you, Pastor Gilbert. Uh, we apologize for our audio quality. This is just so raw <laughs> and we're just doing this on the fly. But really, uh, we're so excited for this podcast. Yes, and we're, I'm really glad that Nara and I made it to the yeah. end of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, and we're really happy that you're able to join us today. We hope that this starts conversations, and we hope that you would continue to, to listen in on more future conversations. So we hope that we'll see you again in our next episodes of Leading Together.